Yeah. Uh, two-tone, the podcast, it's the livest. Every week we talking about them Tennessee Titans. Better tune in, this the podcast you want. Hosted by my big homie, Ryan Morland. Mariota throwing bombs, he don't ever miss. Malcolm Butler hold it down with the pick six. Talking stats and plays, what's happening? Derrick Henry, Adoree Jackson, this where we get it cracking. Yeah, Tennessee Titans podcast. Two-Tone, hey, tune in. You're listening to Two-Tone Uncensored. I, of course, am your host, Ryan Moreland. A lot to talk about in this Friday edition of TTU. We're going to get into this Jaguars matchup in depth here. So let's start off talking about these two teams. The Titans 1-1 one one right now after a big win over division rival Houston. Uh, and, of course, the loss in the seven-hour game against the Miami Dolphins. Uh, the Jaguars right now setting at 2-0 with two impressive wins. Although against the Giants, uh, it definitely looked like a beatable team. Against New England, they looked fantastic. Uh, the Jaguars right now setting at 6.5-point favorites in this game. Uh, through the history, the Titans have had a solid history. Of course, we have the upper hand in all-time uh, the all-time matchup, we're 4-1 in the last five meetings with the Jags. However, we're just 2-3 the last time, the last five times that we have played in Jacksonville. This is going to be a big game for us. I think we all know that. I, th- I don't think I'm saying anything that you guys don't already know by saying that. This is going to be a huge matchup for us. Obviously, a division opponent. Obviously, the best division opponent that we have this year is going to be Jacksonville. This is going to be a hard test and possibly could have a lot of uh, playoff implications later in the season. Um, So, obviously a very big game. Let's head into the injury report here. Something that I I wish we didn't have to cover as in-depth as we do, but obviously given all of the injuries we have on this team, it's very important. Taylor Lewan has passed concussion protocol. He will be playing this Sunday. Obviously great news for all of us Titan fans. Taylor Lewan, our all-pro caliber left tackle, will be in this game. Um, You know, all the praise for these backups in the game that they had against Houston, they deserve. Obviously, didn't do a great job against the run, which we'll talk about later, but did a great job against the pass. You know, they were the top-ranked offensive line against the pass rush uh, for that week, and they went up against a defensive front seven that is pretty solid. You know, you have... Uh, You know, obviously a declining J.J. Watt, but he's still J.J. Watt. You have Whitney Merciless. You have guys like that can make plays in the backfield. And they did a really good job. So, But getting Taylor Lewan back is obviously a huge upgrade and a very big upgrade that we desperately need going into a very tough football game. Uh, Jack Conklin has been limited in practice all week. Uh, We really don't know. Still a list that is questionable. Uh, Vrabel says that he hopes that he can use him in some capacity, uh, where it was Vrabel's words for this game. It doesn't feel, and I, you know, I'm not a doctor, I'm not in the locker room, it doesn't feel likely that we see Conklin, and if we do, it doesn't seem like we'll see him a ton. They don't want to rush him back. He, obviously, the, the season is more important than this one game. I would say that I would lean more towards doubtful with Conklin. I know he's starting to come back, but you don't want to rush into anything. You don't want to to make that injury worse than it is. Um, uh, and other news in our offensive line, Dennis Kelly has not participated in practice all week. He's still hospitalized with a virus. Um, so, you know, thoughts, prayers, whatever 
uh, you you want to give to Dennis Kelly. Definitely keep him in mind. Uh, you know, not just for football, but obviously uh, you want him to get over this for his uh, long-term health. Hopefully, we can get him back. It doesn't look like it's going to be this week, though. Um, you know, Vrabel said in his press conference that they hope to see him today on Friday. No word on that yet if he has been back to the team facilities. Although, you know, if he gets over the virus, it, it's likely that he would be able to start uh, very quickly after that. So there is a possibility that we see Dennis Kelly, and especially if Conklin's not going to be in, uh, Dennis Kelly's been a, a very good backup for us and, and great depth um, for us since he's been here. So obviously you want to see him on the field if we cannot get both of our tackles healthy. Marcus Mariota is the one that you, you all want to hear about. You've all been waiting for. You've all been refreshing Google every 10 minutes to try to figure out if you're like me. Limited in practice all week. He's been playing with that half glove on his, uh, his ring and his pinky finger. We don't really know. Unfortunately, we have very little information to work with. Marcus says he feels like he's getting closer. Anybody who's read the article, I believe it was on Titans Online, uh, Marcus was told by the doctor it's like a guitar string. You pluck a guitar string, it vibrates for a while, and it'll slowly stop. It comes to a stop slowly if you don't stop it. Uh, that's what the nerve is like. It, once it got hit, it's going to vibrate, and it's going to continue like that with the numbness in the fingers, and it'll slowly come back, and he'll slowly get the feeling back uh, in, in his hand and in those two fingers. And that's, if anybody's ever had a pinched nerve, it's pretty accurate. I've had one myself, and it's pretty accurate to um, how, it, how it reacts, how it feels. You know, that numbness, it slowly comes back. You slowly get more and more feeling and, until it, eventually you're back to completely healthy. That's vitally important. Like I said in last week's show, go grab a football and, and don't use your ring finger or pinky finger and try to throw it. Try to throw it with some zip. Try to put some touch on it. It's impossible. It's not possible to throw the ball like that. You might get lucky once in a while, but to consistently pass like that, it's not going to happen. So we want Marcus in, but you don't want Marcus in if he doesn't have feeling in those fingers because you, you want to limit the mistakes, especially in a game as important as this, especially in a game with a defense as good as Jacksonville's is. Um, you know, therefore, you you don't want to rush him in if he's not if he doesn't have that feeling back. And really, it's going to be day to day because you're gonna he's slowly going to get that feeling back. So you know, it, it might be Saturday. It looks doubtful, and then Sunday morning he wakes up and it feels great, and he's good to go. We don't really know. Unfortunately, it's probably going to be like last week where you know they said we're going to go with Marcus and Gabbert, and then we didn't see Marcus at all. It might be another situation like that. He needs to get that feeling back in his ring and pinky fingers. Um, but that's really all we know right now. Hopefully healthy. You know, We'll talk about how important that Marcus is to this game later on. And obviously it, it's no news to anybody that it is important to get your starting quarterback healthy. Um, others uh, that have been on the injury report this week, Flewellen not likely to be active after missing practice all week. Um, you know, Not a huge loss for us considering our, our running backs and our depth right now, but obviously an injury to either running back would be huge right now with Flewellen out. Derrick Henry, speaking of which, has been a limited participant in practice, but it doesn't seem like that's going to hold him out. Um, Vrabel doesn't seem like very bothered by it at all. It, I think it's just uh, trying to make sure he's 100%. He's not, it's not an injury that he should miss a lot of time for. It's just making sure you don't overexert him through the week. I expect Derrick Henry to be a full participant in this game. 
Kendrick Lewis has been limited in practice this week. This is actually good news, though, because it's the first practice time that he has seen in over a month with his foot injury. He provides good depth in our secondary, so getting Kendrick Lewis back into the fold is something that we're definitely going to be looking for. He's a guy that also that has been known to make plays in the special teams game. I, I still don't think, and like I said, you know, I'm not a doctor. I'm not in there in the locker room, but it, I still kind of doubt that we see him this week. Uh, but it is good news that, that he is getting back into practice, and hopefully we see Kendrick Lewis soon. Uh, Luke Stalker went from limited practice back to full practice on Thursday, likely a full participant uh, today on Friday as well. Nursing a calf injury, but, you know, it, it looks like he's definitely going to be uh, playing, which is good. Luke Stalker has been, uh, both weeks, he's caught passes, he's gotten first downs for us. Um, you know, not a guy that's known for his passing. I've talked about him a lot the last couple of weeks. Uh, but a great blocker, and has done a lot for us um, since the loss of Delaney Walker. So it's nice having him back. For the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, Fournette and Yeldon, both running backs right now, uh, were limited in practice. Yeldon actually didn't participate on Wednesday uh, and then was a limited participant on Thursday. Uh, Fournette battling a hamstring injury that has kept him out uh, part of week one and all of week two. Yeldon, the ankle injury is new. Um, but this, you know, you don't root for injuries, obviously, on anybody, but this could be very helpful for us, shutting down a run game when they only have Grant to go to, when you can really tee off on that speed back, you can do a lot to, to limit him, but when you're going back and forth between a speed back and a power back, it, it becomes more difficult. Um, obviously, that's why you go for that thunder and lightning combination, uh, but, but these two not being 100% healthy, should help our, our defense in the rush game and a running uh, defense. Sorry about that. Um, their left tackle, Cam Robinson, placed on IR with a torn ACL. Josh Wells is coming in to replace him. Wells only having four starts in his career. This is pretty big. Our defense needs to be able to get, a, a, you know, the pass rush has to be effective this week. We're going to talk more about that later in the show. Um, not having this left tackle is big you know that is a big injury also they have their starting center uh brandon lindor or linder sorry is uh has been limited all week in practice because of a knee injury also huge you know we don't talk about the center position a whole lot but linder is a guy that is a top five center in the league uh you know i hate the jags but that is just the honest truth he is that kind of caliber of player robinson obviously not that caliber of player but is a solid left tackle uh, if we do, we're gonna see you know Josh Wells in this game has taken over for Cam Robinson. If Linder is not able to play, which I still doubt, um, considering how much they're gonna need him, that would be huge. That's really gonna help the pass rush. That's really gonna help us dominate the running game. Um, that I mean, obviously very big. So definitely things to look at. Um, also on their offense, Austin. Safarian Jenkins has been limited or not participating all week. He's another guy that missed Wednesday practice limited. Uh, and on Thursday, we'll see what happens here on Friday. This is a guy that's not a huge part of their offense, but is a guy that can make plays and pick up, you know, first downs. So, you know, watching his health is going to be something that's important, especially, you know, when we consider our, our coverage of these tight ends, whether we're bringing a safety down or if we're going to let um, guys like Will Compton and uh, a Jayon Brown cover. Um, so it's obviously the less talented player there, more beneficial for us. 
Jenkins is a guy that, or Safarian Jenkins, excuse me, is a guy that has a lot of athletic ability. So something to watch out for. And on the defensive side of the ball, they really only have one key injury. Defensive tackle RB Jones uh, has been out all week with an illness, has not practiced. So, you know, it's kind of maybe in that same boat that we're looking at with Dennis Kelly. Not really sure what this means for Sunday yet. But R.B. Jones is a guy that they use heavily in their rotation. You know, he is a guy that sees a lot of time. When we're making that defensive line weaker, if R.B. Jones, or sorry, they're making the defensive line weaker, if R.B. Jones does not play, that's going to help us out um, a lot against the defensive line that is probably, you know, one of, if not the best in the league. So that's the injury report so far. We don't really know much about Marcus. We know that we're getting. One of our bookend tackles back, hopefully both back. So some good news, a lot of question marks still. Um, that's why I wanted to do this show later in the week, see if we can get more uh, more of these guys healthy. Still don't know a whole lot, but at least we know that Taylor Lewan will be good to go in this game. On offense, these are my keys to the game. Things that we need to do in order to win this game. It's going to be a very tough matchup. We know that. This is a good football team. Regardless of how you feel about them, you're not being honest if you don't think that this is a good football team. On offense, Marcus needs to play. And I understand what you're thinking right now. I understand what you're yelling at me you know, right now through the, your speakers. That Gabbard did win in his only matchup against Jacksonville. That is true. That's very true. It is. However... The Cardinals' defense completely shut down the running game against Jack- against Jacksonville in that game last year. And they also did a very good job against the passing game. Now, I believe Bortles had something like 160 yards, no touchdowns, and interception. Uh, Fournette was just completely dominated. Had a, like 25 yards on a bunch of carries. It was an ugly game on both sides. And that really opened up the Cardinals to win this football game. Was their play on defense? Not as much Gabbard. Gabbard didn't play bad. He didn't play bad in this game. He had a few big plays that busted that helped them get this win. Obviously, he had two touchdowns, one interception thrown in that game. But they didn't win this game because of the way that Gabbert played. Gabbert, so far from what we've seen in him, really struggled in week one. He played good enough to give us a chance to win, You know, which I talked about last week, which is praiseworthy. But that was against Houston, a team that has an aging defense has no offensive line, has a, a young quarterback trying to figure out his you know, his role in the league. This is a much better football team that we're going to play this week in Jacksonville. A much better football team. It's going to be a lot harder for us to get a win with Gabbert. It's going to be very difficult. We're going to need a near-perfect play calling on both sides of the ball. And, you know, a couple plays going our way. A couple of those luck plays going our way in order to get a win if Gabbard's our quarterback. Marcus is the best option here, if as long as you know he has feeling in those fingers. Um, you know, I don't think that the Titans have played a defense as good. I'm sorry, I don't think the Jacksonville Jaguars have played a defense nearly as good as the Titans this season. Um, and, and, you know, we'll talk about that. But I, I still think that this team's going to be able to, to move the ball on us. Uh, you know, to some extent, and we need to be able to move the ball against them. We need to be able to take the ball away from their offense and hold on. We need to have firepower, and we need to be able to sustain drives and limit mistakes. Marcus Mariota is the one that's, that gives us the best chance of being 
you know, prolific and getting that firepower, sustaining drives, and limiting mistakes. Gabbard's not the guy to do that. Gabbard can limit mistakes. He's not going to sustain many long drives. He's going to bring very little firepower to the offense. We need Marcus in this game. Um, Marcus or no Marcus, we need the running game to flourish. Behind a patchwork offensive line, Henry has just only has 2.93 yards per carry so far this year. Deion Lewis doing a little bit better at 3.9, but still under that desired 4.0 rushing yards per carry. It hasn't been a, a great rushing attack so far this season. A lot of that has to do with us you know, starting two fourth-string tackles um, and not having a lot of health along the offensive line, not having Marcus in. You know, when you don't, when you know you don't have to defend against the deep ball or defend against Marcus's ability to run, it get, allows you to put more pressure on the running game. Getting Lawan back is a huge help here. You know, getting him back in this game, we can rush to the left side with a lot more confidence. Uh, getting Conklin back or Dennis Kelly back would be another huge boost to helping this offensive line. I, I think we all have some faith now in Pam Feel and the way that he's been playing. And if Kelly and Conklin aren't good to go. That's the guy that's going to be starting. But you'd rather get Conklin or Kelly in there, people that are known to be much better run blockers uh, than Pam Phil is. So hopefully that's the case. But either way, getting Lawan back is a huge step up. And, you know, you look at the first, you know, look at the rushing stats before Lawan went out and after, and you see a clear difference. I think you're going to be able to see that in this game. We need to get the rushing game going. We need to be able to run the ball, to set up the pass. We need to be able to run the ball to sustain drives and eat clock. I think it's going to be important in this game. So obviously the running game is very important and it hasn't been great so far this year. So we need to make a huge step forward this week. My last key for the offense is finding Mitch, miss, blah, blah, geez, tongue tied there. Sorry. Finding mismatches on the defense. This defense has plenty of talent at every level. This is a great defensive line. They have some solid um, linebackers, guys like Telvin Smith, and they have a, a really good secondary. However, like any defense, there are holes to be found. The play calling needs to be set up to find weaknesses and exploit them. That's going to be a very key matchup, or sorry, a very key point to this game is finding these matchups that we can exploit. There are weaknesses on this defense. You look at guys like Leon Jacobs, the linebacker, or Tashawn Gibson. Those are guys that we can go after in the passing game and attack. Um, we, you know, we've done it with Gibson before. He, he's a guy that can come up and make a tackle, and, unless he's trying to go after Marcus Mariota. <laughs> but he's a guy that can come up and make a tackle, but he's not a guy that really shines against the pass. We're going to need to be able to get a, get after these kind of guys get guys that are going to create mismatches in the passing game find those mismatches and exploit them and the Jags aren't going to make this easy they're going to come with confusing looks they're not going to try to show us the same look over and over and over again because they know there's not a lot of places you can go in this defense where we're going to have plus matchups there's not there's going to be a few and disguising where those matchups are going to be is going to be important for this Jaguars defense. So we need to do a good job of trying to isolate and find these uh, these matchups. Another big reason why it's important to get Marcus Mariota in this game. His ability to extend plays is going to help find those, uh, those matchups that we like. Those plus matchups, as I like to call them. Also, he's just a quicker thinker and a quicker analyzer than Gabbard is. 
um, you know, even if they have the same amount of time in the pocket. So finding these matchups is going to be huge in this game. This is a defense that is very good. You know, they have guys like, you know, Jalen Ramsey. As much as we all hate him, he's a very talented corner. On the other side, it, it doesn't get much weaker on the other side at corner. This is a very good team against the pass. We need to be able to find those matchups. Last week against Houston, I talked about their weakness at linebacker and how we need to be able to use tight end, or sorry, their weakness at corner, excuse me, and how we need to use our wide receivers uh, and find those matchups, exploit them, which we did a good job of. As I said, 80% of our passes last week went to wide receivers. This week, it's the opposite. They're very good at corner. We can exploit their their linebackers and, and their safeties in coverage, and we need to be able to do that. So tight ends and running backs are need to be a big part of our passing game this week. And I expect Deion Lewis to have a big game this week. I expect guys like Luke Stalker and Johnny Smith to get involved in the passing game. And, and you know, this is a, a very good week to, to get Deion Lewis out in open space and, and let him make a play. That's where we're going to have these plus matchups. As much as I love Corey Davis, he's going to see a lot of very good corner action this week. As much as I like... You know, Rashard Matthews and, and Taewon Taylor, they're going to see good matchups. Now, the one bonus is they are weak after the top two corners. It's a big drop-off. So guys like Taewon Taylor can find plus matchups in this game if we have three wide receiver sets out there. He's going to be able to get a good matchup. He's either going to be facing off against a safety or their, their dime corner, and that is going to be a plus matchup for the Titans. So, Taewon Taylor is going to be someone to watch out for this week as well, as long as we're in that three wide receiver set, like I said. Um, but that's the keys on the offense. We need to get Marcus in this game and healthy. Uh, you know, get that feeling back in those fingers is going to be important. The running game needs a tee off. And then find the mismatches in the passing game. Defensively, my keys to this game is we need to do a better job against the run than we have been so far. You know, last week we let, as I said in the last show, we let this Texan team just run the ball all over us. Both um, uh, Alfred Bluey and uh, uh, Lamar Miller both had really good games against us. We we can't let that happen again. We we have to be able to tee off against this rush attack, especially if Fournette's back. Obviously, a good back. We've had really good success against them. But we had really good success against them when Avery Williamson was here. We're feeling that loss, folks, of not having a run stopper as prolific as Williamson is. We're definitely feeling that loss. We need to be able to tee off against the run. We need to score early in this game and force the ball into Blake Bortles' hands. Bortles had, has had a pretty hot start to the season against two pretty weak defenses. We're talking about two bottom-of-the-barrel defenses and the Giants and the Patriots. So we need to be able, or sorry, so Bortles is looking better than he is. I think we all know that. I don't think that's any surprise to any of you Titans fans out there. Bortles is looking better than he actually is because he's played against weak defenses. This is going to be the best defense the Jaguars have played against all year. We need to be able to force the ball into Bortles' hands, and then the second key is get pressure on Bortles. Constant pressure. You know, last week against Watson, we saw a lot of pressure. I believe it was four sacks, ten quarterback hits in that game. That was a solid game for our pass rush and a big reason why we won. However, for anybody who watched that game, it was obvious that there were plays where Watson had plenty of time in the backfield, and those were the plays where Watson made big, big plays. When he put points on the board, when he was able to extend drives, pick up first downs, we gave him a lot of time in the pocket. 
this offense in Jacksonville has plenty of weapons, has a lot of speed. There's a lot of speed on this offense. We need to be able to get in the backfield on every passing down. Take the pressure off of uh, our secondary or some of the pressure off of our secondary. Put the pressure on Bortles. When you put pressure in Bortles situations, look at his number, his numbers when he's pressured throughout his career. They're awful. He throws a lot of interceptions in the face of pressure. He makes a lot of bad choices. Now he is getting older and more mature. He is getting better at limiting those, uh, but he's still going to make mistakes when you pressure him. That's going to be a big key to this game. We need to keep that consistent pressure on Bortles throughout the game. If we give him time in the pocket, he's going to make plays against us. You know, they have guys like Grant on that offense. They have guys with a lot of speed. It's been a focus for Jacksonville to get faster, and they have. Those guys can, you know, have the ability, obviously, to take a five-yard crossing route and turn it into you know, a, a 35, 40-yard, 50-yard touchdown. That's going to be a key in this game. I expect also, you know, another little tidbit, Doherty Jackson to see a lot of action given his speed and ability to play against guys with that kind of speed um, is obviously going to be a big part. My last key, we need to be able to defend the crossing route. Tennessee likes to play a lot of man coverage on defense. So do the Patriots, as we saw last week. And the Patriots got gouged by the crossing route. Gave up a lot of yards and some points on that crossing route. You know, the, the, the play that sealed the game was that crossing route uh, against the Patriots. We can't let that happen. We need to do a lot more zone coverage underneath with our linebackers. To Obviously, for those of you that, that don't, um, not huge football fans, don't follow the strategy behind it. That crossing route is just simply going across the defense. Normally, you know, three steps on a slant, and then you go uh, parallel with the uh, line of scrimmage. In man coverage, you're trying to play keep up with that wide receiver. In zone coverage, that wide receiver is going to enter and exit zones as he crosses the field. It makes a lot harder for the quarterback to find windows to pass on that crossing route when he has to go up against zone coverage. And man, it's a lot easier. Either the defender's right on him or the defender's a step behind. You know immediately where it's at. With zone, it's a much harder to read. It takes more time. Obviously, that's more time our pass rush has to get. Two Bortles, uh, you know, forced him into bad passes. I, I want to see a lot more zone coverage underneath. You know, Dean Pease is a great defensive mind. I'm sure he saw this as well. The Pats win that game if they do a better job against those crossing routes. They did a terrible job against that. Um, so we need to play zone coverage underneath uh, so we can defend that crossing route. We need to be able to do that in this game, not give up big plays. Another thing I saw, and this isn't a key, but just another thing in their passing game, they like to get uh, matchups against smaller corners and then throw it over the head, and, you know, especially in the red zone. Just get that floater out there. It's not a hard ball to throw. Obviously, working towards our quarterback strengths. That's something to look for, but it doesn't worry me as much against the Titans because of who we have at corner. Adoree Jackson, as we saw last week, can get up. You know, he he go on that interception. He shot up like a cannon to get that interception. He's a guy that's that kind of pass isn't going to work against often because of his ability to get up in the air. You know, a lot of times that can turn into interceptions. Malcolm Butler's another guy that is big, physical. It's going to be hard to throw over his head. Um, Malcolm Butler has had a rough start to the season, you know, giving up three touchdowns and a lot of yards. 
But he, he is very he, – a lot of those plays he gets burnt in the route. When you throw to him and he's there, he doesn't make mistakes. Um, and that, that's the kind of plays they're looking for is those fade routes, is guys to give up too much space on the inside and not have the athletic ability to get up and defend it. Malcolm Butler's a big guy that's not going to let that happen. Adoree Jackson has the vertical and ball hawking skills that those are likely interceptions. So I'm not worried about as much about that. The crossing route, though, can kill us. They like to get that speed across the middle and let it blow up for big plays, something that Tennessee has to really look out for in this game. Uh, so those are my keys. Again, we need to force the ball into Bortles' hands by uh, tearing up their running attack and scoring early. We need to get pressure on Bortles when we get the ball into his hands and then defend against the crossing route. On both sides of the ball, we need to make big plays throughout the game. This is going to be a very tough football game. We're still dealing with these injuries. We don't know if we're going to get Conklin or Kelly back. We don't know if we're going to be able to get Marcus back. It's going to be a tough game. This is a very good defense. A lot of confidence coming into this game. We're going to be playing in Jacksonville. Uh, this is going to, not going to be an easy game. It's not going to be a walk in the park. We're battling a lot of injuries, and this is a very for real team. This is the best team that we've played all season, you know, without question. So we need to be able to take advantage of big plays. We need some luck plays to go our way. And I look for Vrabel to, and um, LaFleur to get into their bag of tricks a little bit. We saw that fake punt last week. I expect to see some trickery in this game. You know, there has been talk throughout the week about uh, Derrick Henry lining up in a wildcat again. I don't think that's a bad idea. We did a good job when we did it. We just need to be careful not to overuse it. I think this would be a good week to get Adoree Jackson a couple snaps on the offensive side of the ball. I think this would be a good week uh, to see some more option kind of stuff, especially if, if Marcus is back. Try to get this defense to overcommit. That is one thing that the Jaguars tend to do with this defense is overcommit. That's why the option has always worked so well against Jacksonville is because they have this tendency to overcommit. So, you know, that's obviously something we can work in. We need to be able to get some, you know, some chunk plays and going to those kind of more trick-style plays is not a bad way to do it in this football game. Obviously something we're going to be looking for. It's going to be tough. This is a game that most people have us losing. You know, that probably doesn't come as a surprise to any of you. If you follow any, you know, ESPN, Bleacher Report, any kind of SB Nation, any kind of, you know, national publication, NFL Network, has us losing this game. They've written it in pen. You know, most people have us losing this game. There's a reason why that is. You know, I'm not saying that we're going to go out and suck. We're, we're going to lose. This is a winnable football game. We just have to play really well. We need to get guys healthy. We need, And if we don't get guys healthy, we need to play near perfect. This is a winnable football game. Every football game is winnable. We need to go in and execute a good game plan and execute it well. But it's not going to be easy. Jacksonville has the upper hand on us coming into this game. They're, they're healthier than we are. They're playing better than we are as to this point in the, or in the season. It's not going to be an easy matchup. But it is a winnable football game if we execute a well-thought-out game plan. These keys to the game that I have, I think, are already part of our game plan. As I said, and as I'll continue to say throughout the year, we have good coordinators. We have a good football coach. We have really good um, assistant coaches on this team that I think are going to make a difference. I think we need to make up, step up in the running game, make uh, make some big plays in the running game, and against the running, sorry. 
and in our own running game. We need to step up on both there. We need to limit big plays. I think our secondary's done a good job. If you look at what our secondary's been able to do numbers-wise, it's not bad. The problem is giving up big chunk plays has been a problem for us. We give up these big chunk plays in our secondary. Malcolm Butler has been burnt three times now on these huge chunk plays that have changed the course of football games. We need to limit that. Other than that, I think our secondary's done a pretty stand-up job. Our pass rush is way better than it has been in a long time. And we saw that. We just need to be able to get consistent pressure this week. Like I said, it's an uphill battle for Tennessee. It's going to be a tough game, but it's definitely a winnable football game. We just need to come out and execute. We need to be healthy. And, uh, you know, we need to come up with some, some couple of those trick kind of plays, those not looking for, you know, more than trick plays. Those plays you're not looking for, you're not ready for as a defense. We need to be able to get out and execute those. Um, you know, my gut feeling says if Marcus is in this game, we're going to win. Marcus is 4-2 and two against the Jaguars um, when he's played them. He's, he has a really good record against Jacksonville. My gut tells me if Marcus is ready to play, those fingers are healthy, and he plays, we win this football game. My gut also tells me if Gabbert plays, we likely don't. So that's something I'm going to be looking for this week. I'm not saying it's impossible. You know, Gabbert did it last year. If our defense plays really well, if our running attack comes back strong this week, obviously Gabbert has the talent to get us there. But right now our running game is struggling. We're still not healthy on our offensive line to where we need to be. We're still going to have a third string tackle starting if we don't get Kelly or Conklin back and and we need to get bigger plays from our wide receivers is another thing that we need to be watching this week we need to get a perfect game plan in if Gabbard's going to be playing and I, I think our coaching staff is capable of it we saw very damn good play calling uh in that game against Houston excellent play calling again that game against Houston but we need to have the players out there that have the ability to execute that game plan. I just don't have a ton of faith in Gabbert to be that guy to lead you to victory over a tough football team. I think he is good enough to lead us in victory over mediocre teams, average football teams. This isn't an average football team. Jacksonville has their four real very good defense. Their offenses came a long way. This is a good football team. We need to be able to attack them and 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 take over this football game, and Gabbert doesn't have that kind of skill. So yeah, I'm really going to be looking to see if Marcus plays this week, and let's, let's all hope that he does. Either way, though, it's still a winnable football game. It's just going to be a lot more uphill of a battle with Gabbert at QB than it will be with Marcus. But that's about all we have for the show this week. Uh, before we leave, I want to mention one more thing. You know, the, the hurricane that, that ran through uh, North Carolina and its neighboring states uh, has left a lot of damage, a lot of flooding. Um, you know, my brother's been down there all this week helping people, uh, you know, donating stuff and picking up donations and delivering them and getting everything sorted and getting it to the people that need it. Anything that you can do to help out with the flood, you know, there's plenty of places that you can go donate um, you know, food and, and toiletries and hygiene products and stuff like that, or just donating money uh, or donating your time if you're in the area, you know, definitely help out. We have a lot of fans. I know from the show, we have a lot of fans in, in North Carolina, South Carolina, and Virginia. Um, you know, a lot of Titans live out there. So make sure if you have the extra time, the extra money, the extra um, supplies, 
uh, do everything you can to help out everybody that's going through that uh, you know tough times right now in the Carolina and the neighboring states there with all the flooding that's going on. Um, but let's stay focused this week. Hopefully we get healthy. Hopefully we get Marcus and Conklin or at least Dennis Kelly back in this game. And hopefully we just pound the shit out of this Jaguars team. If you're like me and you know some Jaguars fans, I'm sure you're here. You're tired of hearing them talk already. You're tired of it. We need a game here to shut them up. And we're capable of it. We just got to come out and play hard. So that's all we have for this week. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back Monday to do a recap of this Jacksonville game and talk about the latest news with the Tennessee Titans. Thanks for all of you who listen to make this show possible. As always, tighten up. Yeah. Uh, two-tone, the podcast. It's the livest. Every week we talking about them Tennessee Titans. Better tune in. It's the podcast you want. Hosted by my big homie, Ryan Morland. Mariota throwing bombs he don't ever miss. Malcolm Butler hold it down with the pick six. Talking stats and plays. What's happening? Derrick Henry, Adoree Jackson. This where we get it cracking. Yeah. Tennessee Titans podcast. Two-tone, ayy, tune in.